Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. We are joined on the WTMJ hotline by a good friend of the show. He is U.S. Congressman Mike Gallagher. Good afternoon, Congressman. Hey, how are you? Good. How's the How's the young family? Did you guys have a nice Christmas? We had a wonderful Christmas. Our oldest daughter is two and a half, so she's you know at an age where she can really <laughs> enjoy it. She likes Santa. She likes singing Christmas carols. She loves the movie White Christmas. So it was oh, wow, awesome. we uh, were blessed. Yeah, it's great. Man, that is good stuff. Hey, I wanted to dive into a couple things with you this afternoon. I want to start with uh, the big news that you will be leading a Chinese Communist Party committee in Congress, a select committee. How big a threat is China to the United States? Why is this so important? Well, I think it's the biggest threat we face in the near term, in the midterm, and uh, in the long term. And I say that because not only is China threatening to upend the status quo in their region by invading Taiwan by force, if necessary, something that could bring us into a military confrontation, the likes of which we haven't seen since World War II, but also because the CCP is presenting an alternative model of government, one of total party control, one where technology is used to control every aspect of your daily life. That's something that is not confined solely to China itself, but is the model that I believe they want to export around the world. And that presents a threat to the entire free world, and that presents a threat to our system of self-government. And then there's some more immediate things that Wisconsinites should care about, such as the fact that we have a bunch of Chinese entities buying up land across the United States, the fact that we are dependent upon China for so much of the ingredients in our life-saving drugs. The fact that fentanyl, uh, which is killing 100,000 Americans annually, the precursors come from China. So for those and many other reasons, I think the CCP represents the threat of our generation. Congressman, I've read that you plan to call the head of Disney to testify before your committee, the NBA commissioner to testify before your committee. Why? I think the American people have seen how major domestic industries and American companies have been willing to censor themselves, have been willing to silence their employees for fear of offending the Chinese Communist Party, and that offends most Americans. The idea that we would allow ourselves to be bullied in that way, the idea that just because people want to make money in China means we have to censor our speech, it's un-American. And so I want to understand just how much leverage the CCP has over American industries. And you might think this is, you know, innocuous or how big of a deal is it if the NBA kind of pulls a few punches. But, you know, remember that controversy started over the question of Hong Kong. We had the owner of the Houston Rockets tweet out support for the Hong Kong protesters, uh, and then was basically told by the NBA to cut it off because, you know, people's paychecks were on the line. Well, I mean, that that's shameful. I mean, those Hong Kong protesters, they were out waving American flags in the streets of Hong Kong. I mean, they clearly believe in the idea of America and our values, even if some of our top companies have forgotten what it means to be an American. So I think we owe it to the American people to understand this better. And by the way, if they want to make a counter-argument, uh, I, I'm open to that as well. Um, I'm not going to 
you know, just yell at people and browbeat people. I believe in debate and honest discussion, but um, I would not be honest if I did not communicate to those companies that I think they're losing the support of a lot of the American people. The creation of the committee was overwhelmingly bipartisan, but I guess maybe not surprisingly, two Wisconsin Democrats, Gwen Moore and Mark Pocan, voted against creating the committee. Some of the things you'll look at include TikTok. Should TikTok be banned in America? Yes, it should. Uh, TikTok is owned by ByteDance. ByteDance is a Chinese company that's effectively controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. And we now have revelations coming out every single day about how TikTok is using its technology to do things such as track journalists. They were concerned about the sources inside their company, and so they used the app to track journalists. Forbes reported on that, uh, and previously they denied that they would ever do that. We had the, um, the head of ByteDance say that they would make sure that all future product lines and strategies follow appropriate political direction from the CCP. Um, you know, it's disgusting to me that we have former members of Congress that are lobbying on behalf of TikTok that have been bought off on it. And oh, by the way, it, it's just not healthy to spend that much time on an app that can increasingly decide what type of news uh, you follow. Um, there's also reporting that they've actually censored certain storylines related to voting. So for my Democratic colleagues who may be skeptical, um, they seemed pretty up in arms about Russian interference in the 2016 election. Well, this gives the Chinese Communist Party the ability to interfere in future elections. So for that, for those reasons, we need to ban TikTok before it becomes the most powerful media company in America. Congressman Gallagher, I'm Sandy Max, and John and I were fascinated watching the Speaker of the House voting process. I just, especially Friday into Saturday, that deciding 15th vote, even just watching the voting, whether or not to adjourn. My adrenaline was pumping just watching the numbers change on C-SPAN. What was it like for you to be on the floor during that experience over those days? You know, I think there was a tension between two, two emotions. On the one hand, there's no question that at times it was, it was frustrating. You know, I, I was eager to get to work and, you know, I don't want to waste any time we have in the majority here. And, and I was worried that, you know, there were a, some of my colleagues who were just unwilling to compromise. But at the same time, it was it was thrilling. And, and I don't know if this is the feeling you were feeling, but, you know, usually what happens on the House floor is boring. Right. I mean, you, you turn on C-SPAN if you're having trouble <laughs> sleeping and you see a couple people talking to an empty chamber, you know, usually reading from a script. Here we had something that was almost quintessentially American. You had the people's house having a raucous debate about an important issue. At the end of the day, we were, we were talking about how do we restore regular order in this institution after decades of neglect? That's not going to that's not an easy thing to do. That's not something we're going to solve in a week or, or a month. Uh, it may take our entire Congress, if not a few Congresses. So I thought there was a beautiful aspect to it, too, as, as, as eager as I was to get to work. And, you know, as I tried to express in my speech on the floor, you know, the fact that we do this all out in the open for the world to see, uh, that's an advantage in our system relative to a, a system like China's, where you have a small group of people and really one person that decides everything and tells everybody what to do. That's not how it works in America. Here we say the people rule, and it is so. Well, and you talk about things being messy in democracy. Uh, we've had some messy months here in the airlines in particular, and uh, you most recently served on the House Committee on Transportation and Infrastructure. 
Uh, what are some of the things you felt you accomplished? Uh, you know, the big, I think, thing, thing that we still have yet to do, just to be honest with you, at the same time that Congress has now spent a bunch of money on infrastructure, we really have to go more aggressive when it comes to regulatory reform. We have the highest cost infrastructure in the developed world because it takes so long for these projects to get approved. And we just, you know, the Trump administration did something called NEPA reform by executive order. We need to do that legislatively. And until we do that, we're not going to solve our infrastructure uh, problems. So that's one thing we weren't able to do in the last Congress, just because our Democratic colleagues weren't in favor of it. Now, that being said, you know, the TNI committee has uh, authority over the Coast Guard. We were able to get another icebreaker for the Great Lakes through the appropriations process. That's a good thing, as well as draw attention to some key local issues, such as the absurdity of not allowing a lot logging trucks access to federal highways. So um, a lot of work left undone on the Transportation Infrastructure Committee, uh, but there were some, some, some meaningful things we're able to do uh, in, a, in a bipartisan fashion at the same time we were in the minority. U.S. Congressman Mike Gallagher with us on WTMJ. I know you are a huge Packers fan. This is the question we've been debating the last couple of days. It's a very simple question. Do you want Aaron Rodgers back? Congressman Mike Gallagher, do you want Aaron <laughs> Rodgers back? Hey, this is the thorniest political question you've ever asked. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, listen, I think any anytime you're, you're dealing with a a first ballot Hall of Famer, someone who's been that, uh, you know, transcendent for the team. If he wants to come back, he's coming back. And I think we have to, to run it back and, and make a run at a championship. You saw some glimpses at the end with the defense. You saw some incredible quantum leaps with Christian Watson and our young receiver core. So I'm not saying we have to do, we can, we can afford to do everything the same way. And I know that Rogers numbers weren't as great as they usually are, but, you know, you're comparing them against Hall of Fame-level statistics and MVP-level statistics. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I want to see what Jordan Love has to offer, but Rodgers is Rodgers. I mean, if he wants to come back, we should welcome him back, and we should be thinking, you know, Lombardi trophy or bust. You know, it was almost the worst-case scenario, though, because it was a mirage, and they did just enough that we didn't get to see Jordan Love. We don't know what Jordan Love has because, you know, we decided to go on this little run. And then after all that, we don't see Jordan Love and we don't make the playoffs. It's frustrating. Isn't it frustrating? Well, I was incredibly frustrated. I mean, I listen, I, when we were at like a 6% probability of making the playoffs and way through the season, I, I just sort of thought it was impossible. And then I totally talked myself in to this magical <laughs> run, and I thought back to 2010 when we were yep. – you know, we, I was at that game where we won the last game of the season. We made the wild card and obviously had to run all the way to the Super Bowl. That was one of the greatest things in my life. And I was just sort of, I was preparing for it again. And then just a massive, massive loss at Lambeau. Hey, we can no longer take this division for granted, too. I know. I mean, the Lions are a real team. They're a real team. And so we're, we, we got the Vikings obviously won a ton of games. A lot of those are close games, but. We're going to be fighting in the division. Uh, so it's going to be an uphill battle for sure. Well, at least the Bears still suck. That's great. I was thinking about ending my floor speech uh, with that phrase. The Bears bear still suck. And with that, I yield, Mr. Speaker. He is U.S. Congressman Mike Gallagher. You know, you can talk to him about all these important world events, but you ask him about the Packers, and, man, you get fired up. I love it. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Great to talk to you. It is 4.50.